Podcast. This is John. This is Blix. And this is Rich. Welcome to the TriTech Podcast. Your podcast of being the bad guy, but got a heart of gold. Aye. This week we're talking about our old favorite, the Fringe Pirates from Fringeworthy. Yar! But this time we've got a twist, because this time the Fringe Pirates... They're not the villainous, scurvy, scum, backstabbing evildoers that we can kill without a qualm. They're actually good guys. Fringeworthy, the game of interdimensional adventure from Tri-Tech Games. Antarctica, 2010. A Japanese research team finds a portal to alien and alternative Earths. Only one person in 100,000 has the special ability that lets them use the portal and travel the pathways to infinity. You are this person. You are the Fringeworthy. Fringeworthy is the first RPG of interdimensional adventure across millions of alternative Earths. Fringeworthy is available at TriTag Games at www. TriTechGames.com slash Fringe dot HTM A million million worlds await you. Go visit them. Things we found that very much that no, you the, the code really was the code. But yeah, it's, but so basically it puts a new twist in the term on the watchtower then. Okay. Uh <laughs> Hi, hi there. We're 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 we're, we're uh, Cthulhu witnesses. We're here to spread the word of Cthulhu. But that's that's actually you know kind of conflating two things. One is is that you know you're you're being uh, you know where you've got a patron and you've gotten religion. Okay, it could just be one or the other. It could be that they did you know they they've uh, given up the pirate life, but they don't want to give up the. Uh, the 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 freebooting lifestyle. So yeah, they go roaring into uh, worlds, and uh, uh, they want the locals to support them. Uh, so they do th- favors for them, you know. And at the same time, is that they're you know tougher than anybody else on the block. So uh, nobody messes with them, you know. So that that could that could work on. As a matter of fact, I mean that's basically what uh, we try for IDET not to do. But I've seen lots and lots of player character groups go that route, where it's they're in a world that's not too long before they're basically saying, "Okay, this is my Mac, my, my Mac, uh, Mac six, brap, 
you know, <laughs> there there goes like a wall fall. You know, like it's like the like in anime, the guy swings a sword and a building slides to the side and crumbles. They say you're going to listen to me and do what I tell you to do. Okay, yes, sir. But, but more expletives and swear words. Yeah, and he's going, and, and he's like, see, and I'm trying to help you. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, we want your help. Really, we do, sir. <laughs> yeah. Just don't kill us. Yeah, don't kill us, please. We, we'll do whatever you say. No, 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 that's not what I wanted at all. You know, so. We, we want you to think for yourselves. Yes, we'll think for ourselves. If you tell us to, we'll do right. it. <laughs> Is that what you want from us? We'll think for ourselves. Everybody, he said to think for ourselves. We need to think for ourselves now. Okay, but what, yeah, but what should we think about? <laughs> I don't know. Let's ask him. <laughs> uh, I think you, I think you should all change your underwear right now. So, I think so, yeah. so. Bruce, I have another. I have another idea for for if, if we're ready to move on to another type of good pirate, French pirate. Well, go ahead. I got more, but I want to hear what you have to say. So we, we often, and I think we talked about this before, I've talked about this before, but we often played characters that went rogue. And we always referred to ourselves as French pirates, although we didn't rape and pillage. So we were kind of the good guy French pirates, as it were. Um, so I could see like a group of adet, adet, um people for, for whatever reason, you know, maybe they – uh, they got out on the French paths and they 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 got enlightened to a whole new way of maybe they became like hippies you know like like the um, the hippies on the Enterprise you know stepping out to Eden you know and they decided they didn't want to do the whole uh, the whole idet you know working for the man type of thing or or perhaps they had a bad experience right maybe idet hung them out to dry one time too many right right or maybe you know like like with what happened with one of the things that happened with our group was you know uh, a Meller infiltrated. Uh, I debt and got pretty high up before he got stopped and we were all kind of like you know what it's kind of dangerous being part of an organized group like this because you know with the organization like that you got people in charge and if a Meller gets in there and takes takes control of someone who's who's in charge you know we could all get killed um yeah it, it's right. safer just to be on our own well a cell a cell structure you know makes more sense under those conditions mhm so uh, and and we often worked as like you're saying like a cell. We often worked as mercenaries for IDET. Like we would do jobs for them for pay or for some kind of reward. Um, and, and we rarely ever went up against them. You know, we would avoid them more than anything because you know they were still our characters' friends. Um, but yeah, that that's another way of having good. Like you can't see my air quotes on a podcast, but good French pirates. Yeah, I mean, uh, I also I think to it's more likely to go rogue when you're twenty platforms out and you realize it's going to take a good week to get back before even those were gone. Right. <laughs> and it's like you know, we got all or, this cool stuff that they're going to make us turn in. Yeah. Also, if you do, if you say about a supply a supply dump, you look at all that stuff and going. We don't have to turn the truck around, do we? No, we don't. Bye. Or, or, and or hey, hey going. <laughs> you know. Going back to the uh, the the bounty, you know, um, Mm -hmm. hey, we met a bunch of native girls who are really hot and we like them. Mm -hmm. I think, Captain, I think we're just going to stay on this world and and work from here because we don't want it. We don't. These girls can't go. They're not fringe worthy, and that's not going to let us come out ten platforms every other week for booty calls and such. So, (laughs) 
I mean, you laugh. No, I, I agree with you. I, I've run into it. I've had people who give it, who, who've stopped being player ca- characters who basically quit iDebt so they can stay in the world with the girl that they liked. Yeah, and they, and they might go. What if they go to a world where all the women are beautiful? And let's say all the women are so beautiful that even the ones who feel like they're not are amazing. And your characters are like, I can't get girls like this back home. This is crazy. And nobody wants these girls because they're not hot enough for, for this crowd. You know, maybe, maybe they find a world with like elf like people, you know, where everyone is, uh, is amazing and perfect. And, you know, and they're just like, did you see the movie version of land of the lost? Ah, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Long time ago. In the movie version, they ran into this uh, kind of Neanderthal-looking character, right? And he's and he he, yeah, he was willing to share the women of his tribe, but he you know he, he but he was sorry because they were all so terribly ugly. Mm-hmm. And of course, when they get there, they find out that all the ugly girls look like supermodels. Okay, yeah. All right, perfect. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It sounds like a Twilight Zone episode. It was a Twilight. I mean, there's also a Twilight Zone episode. Right, right. They're all Playboy bunnies, you know? Right. Well, what you're also talking about is see the movie Mutiny on the Bounty. Yeah, When exactly. the, the crew manages to hit, to hit Hawaii, it's like, it's paradise. I thought it was Tahiti. 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 Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. Actually, I read up on that island, and I'm not going to derail the show with this, but look it up on Wikipedia. Look up the, the island for Mutiny on the Bounty. Um, it, it, it's a real Picard? island. Picard, yeah, Picard's Island. It had a big yep. scandal recently, and uh, it's not a place you probably wouldn't want to go now. But at one time, it was probably wonderful. It was a paradise. But but that could happen and, with characters. And technically, it's a British colony still. I think so, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. You're right. You're right. It is. Yeah, you could run into that. Uh, or maybe you go to a world that's just really cool in a lot of ways. And it's like, I kind of want to set up home base here, you know? Like, I, I don't want to live on Earth anymore. Yeah, or you get the wanderlust, yeah. what we call going walkabout. And if, if your entire team gets the walkabout feeling, yeah, we just keep on going until the fuel runs out, and we'll see what we, what we can do, if we can get more fuel or not. Well, if they're diesel-powered, really, they'll never run out of fuel. Oh, crap. This just occurred to me. Yeah. I never thought of this before. I'm talking about the show, and I never really thought about doing this in the game, but... What if you get lost? Because it's easy to get lost in the French, but like, I mean, just like completely lost. We're just like, I just, I don't know where we are. And, you know, for whatever reason, you, you, let's say you come out of a portal and you get sidetracked. And instead of going left, you go right and you go down several platforms and you're like, oh crap, we're going the wrong way. Well, how many did we go? I don't know. I don't remember. Oh man. Or, you, you know what I mean? Or you get hit with a fringe storm and you're just trying to get the heck out of there and you wind up going down several and you're like, I, I don't even know where we are anymore. Well, my, my favorite is is where you basically come onto a platform that has fringe where people and they don't want you there. Okay, you, They don't want you intruding into their space, of, uh, their control space. And so as you, you set up camp on the fringe paths, as people oftentimes do, they hit you with knockout drugs Okay, well, like gas, because they're all floating up in the air, like we've talked about some of the you know we, things you can do. Knock them out. They call a fringe train. They put all your stuff on the fringe train. They take you a hundred platforms out, and they drop you off, and they come back, and they're like, okay, we'll never see them again. Right. 
And then you wake up the next morning and everything, of course, is, you know, is, is in disarray and you don't know what happened and you can't, and, and you don't, it's like, I have no idea where anything is. Right. Either that or you accidentally get on the French train and you don't realize how the thing works. And next thing you know, you're like, where are we? I don't know, man. Was, was it 20 or 30 platforms that, that whizzed by? Why'd you push that stick all the way forward? You only have to do that once and it's done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then hopefully your, your, your commander, your unit isn't, isn't called Janeway, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> or Gilligan. <laughs> yeah. But that has really nothing to do with pirates. Um, yeah. Well, no, that's how you yeah. become. That's how you might become yeah. pirates, or how you might stop being pirates. If somebody did, if somebody did that to you and sent you so far out that you didn't actually have, you know, any of your support group anymore. If you were part of a larger organization and now you're completely cut off from it, you might need to, you know, change your uh, rapacious ways if you wanted to survive. You know, because you're going to be relying on people's, some people's generosity. Oh, that that sounds like a, a punishment pirates would used to do in the real world, which is called marooning. You hmm. may have done something bad within the pirates, and they maroon you on a world. They lock it up. Hopefully, this and hopefully one of the guys in your group has is one that swallowed the key, uh, so that you you can get off that world. But you've been marooned, and you really can't show your face back to your folks to the to your, to the, the original group because they'll just kill you. You know, you've been marooned. Right. So you may have to change your tune because, you know, you have to go through all these worlds now that don't like you anymore. The kind of the losing your patron kind of concept that I talked about earlier. Uh, another way um, is is where you get a patron. We talked about how someone having a bad point of view could really, you know, keep things from from uh, keep you on the law, the wrong side of the tracks, but having a patron that really wants to reform you for some reason, or you know, or just sees your skills as being really useful if applied in a positive way, uh, you know, that you could actually be reformed by somebody. I mean, we've got a number of television shows where they do that. You know, where um, you know, like, uh, well, you know, the the original show was was probably um, uh, the Dirty Dozen. Yeah, but then uh, we also had "It Takes a Thief." We had uh, "Leverage." More recently, uh, there's been a couple of other shows, you know. And certainly, uh, in the big screen, we've got uh, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that's a pretty scuzzy bunch of people that are all trying to do good. And you know, there is the other way of becoming, like I use air quotes, pirates. You've been accused of a crime you did not commit. You and your buddies break out, and now you're out there trying to right wrongs and try to prove you're innocent. And if you're lucky, you can find them. <laughs> if you're lucky, you can find them. But also, you know, when a guy doesn't like going to fringe paths because it's dangerous out there, but you, you you knock him out and he's okay once you're in the fringe paths, Baratus. B.A. Uh, the, yeah. the A-team. Right. right. The eighteen could be considered pirates because, well, they'll help good people, but they don't help bad people. Yeah, but see, that's where, I mean, where do you draw the line between pirates and mercenaries, you know? Well, mercenaries are doing it only for the money. It's like an assassin. An assassin uh, only care, uh, he cares about two things, getting paid and 
and his craft, if, if, if there, if you want to look at it that way, okay, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't care about the guilt or innocence or good or bad or or the long term effects or even the short term effects of of, of uh, taking somebody out. It's just, you know, it's just a job, okay. He's, he's completely a, I mean, a true assassin is amoral. You know, and pirates to a very uh, even though we play them as being really, really terrible people, piracy, if we look at it as a you know in general, was they were pretty uh, a moral group, not immoral. And there was a lot of camaraderie that occurred on ships, and the and in, in some cases they were the bastions of democracy because you know the captain was there out of popular acclaim. He wasn't there because everybody was afraid of him, though a lot of times they were afraid of him. Yeah, Blackbeard. Yeah, but I mean, he was there because everybody knew that he would get the goods. That you know, and he he was a good uh, tactician, and you know, he took care of his men, and they all were loyal to him. You know, well, up to the point where he, when he realized that he couldn't afford his men anymore, and then basically just a handful, and they went and he abandoned them. But yeah, yeah, well, he was not a good man. I'm not saying he was a good man. I'm just saying, though, is is that you know pirates, you know, as, as a culture, uh, were you know were not the uh, scurriest dogs that uh, you know that sometimes they're painted in movies. You know, we they are they are villains, but they're not necessarily unsympathetic villains. Yeah, I mean, yes, the, the, uh, in most pirate groups, the captain of the, the captain of the ship was elected, and as long as he keeps the booty coming in, he stay, he keeps his job. It, st- it stops. Well, that's when marooning comes in the handy, and you maroon the captain someplace, and you get a new captain. And the marooning part makes sense because it had kind of the same similar concept the the British had, which was they like they like their officers to be kept you know, safe during battles. So they would make agreements with other people not to attack the officers, uh, but only attack the rank and file. Uh, so at least not directly target them. And so uh, by taking the captain and putting him out on a boat and then marooning him on an island, that meant that if you at some point fell out of favor with the men, then they wouldn't just kill you out of hand. They would maroon you two, which would give you a chance. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Some of these traditions aren't really noble. They're just, you know, long-term planning, you know, planning your end game. And I had a thought and I've lost it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a whole lot more as far as, as, as imagining the pirates as good guys. Um, I think that, uh, you're right. I think that if they really are still at their hearts, fringe pirates, they wouldn't interface uh, unless they had to, they wouldn't interface well with uh, uh, another organization, but would tend to be a kind of a, uh, as you put it, Peter, a kind of a merc group. Uh, they might still, you know, they they, they would be, uh, you know, again, they would be like player character parties, you know, uh, without the 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 uh, you know the, the conceit that you know, yes, we're all working together because. Everybody is sitting around the table, and we all, we all want our characters to have a good time. But but their logic would be that you know, hey, we have to survive. We have to depend on each other, and uh, until of course we can replace you know troublesome people uh, with people we find on various worlds, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or people leave, as you say. A pirate, I'm sure there would be a, a kind of a, a an attrition that would occur because without a strong force holding them together. 
a pirate group being a bunch, basically a bunch of, of individuals or bullies looking for a leader are going to have a hard time sticking together without that overarching force. Yes, yeah, some guys are just going to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Or they find a world they like and they set up and start growing cabbages and that's all you need to worry about, you know. So, yeah. Or the fringe is a dangerous place and they've decided to be a dangerous profession. I mean, you're going to have you're going to have a lot of attrition through death. Right. Yeah, that's one reason why they always try to get to, you know, be as well armored and that's why they don't go after the hard targets. You know, if they can, they go after the soft targets because they can overwhelm them. That's that's always been their point of view. Because I, I actually was working on defying the pirates in the Savage Worlds edition, and one thing I realized that yeah, we have all these. They have different jobs because pirates do have different jobs. There's the 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 mechanic, the guy who basically keeps everything running. He usually will stay back at their base operations because he's too valuable to take out in the front lines and get shot. Uh, but I realized, you know, because we have because psionics are a thing. You have sirets. Psionic pirates. Sirets. <laughs> oh, please don't put that in the book. <laughs> but no, but the, the thing is, but the, yeah, that's something, you know, we, we tend to think of them all as being part, but you got these psionically powered, you know, either they can like read minds or they can, they're, tele, they're telekinetics. Who needs a gun? I can pick up this rock and throw it at you at Mach 2. If, if I have true psionics, you know, like you're talking about, I could just reach inside and give your brain a squeeze. Don't need a gun. Maybe, you know, if you actually have some good good psionic pirates on your side, they may just go up there and say, hi. And then goes, oh, hello, here's our stuff. Hey, hey John, just, just I don't know if you thought about this, but like, you know, you're talking about people staying back because they're too valuable, right? Yep. You may have to force them to stay back because you're going to have some of the guys, like a mechanic who's like, I'm not staying back because then you all get first pick on all the good stuff. No, no, no. I'm going with you because you know every time you guys come back, you don't find anything cool. And then a couple, couple weeks down the road, someone pulls out something really cool that they didn't find somewhere. No, no. I'm going. Also, if we're going someplace, you know, somewhat civilized to have, you know, like automobiles, right. I might be able to get you a tranny for that, for, for the truck, because the current one's breaking down. Yeah, and the last time you got me one that had the, uh, had the threads the wrong way. Right. I don't know what, what kind of world that was. It does threads. <laughs> Rolls Royce. It was Coptic. All right, it was Coptic. <laughs> no, yeah, the Cubits. Coptic it was the cubits. doesn't fit anything. <laughs> or the Cubits. The measurements are in Cubits or some other weird measurement system, you know. It's like it's a, it's a metric size this or an English size that, but neither one of them fits right. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, also the fact that, you know, that you go into the world and you say, I need this, but they're, they're, they're you know, they're, their foot is like just a quarter inch longer or shorter right mm-hmm. right you buy all these parts that look like they fit but then you get home and nothing fits yeah it's like i can't trust you idiots with anything <laughs> all of a sudden <laughs> we're, we're welding part we're welding extra pieces in to st- st- stretch things out or squeeze them down let's see i can actually see that he's you know he's cutting off the the, the plate off the off the off the transmission putting a new plate on drilling out the holes for, right you know and then sitting there with with another drill, and then trying to make them just a little bit bigger and more or less round, so to fit the the half inch bolt you got him, you know. 
He's like, they're like, what's, you know, what's your most valuable tool? He's like, my tap and die set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that ain't your arc welder. Right. Yeah. And I've had to make my own tap and die set. You just can't buy one off the shelf. Well, you can, but you know, or he ha- you opens the shelf up and there is this tap and die sets. Sets. Exactly. Sets. Hang on. You can get those at Harbor Freight. Yeah. Yeah, and, and there's going to be the ones who want, uh, say they want to go to the new worlds because you know, I mean, unless you're, um, I mean, because they're so few fringeworthy, all the you know all the the, the 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 fleshy times are to be had on the pillaging side of it. You know, right. it's not like they're you know, it's not like the old uh, the old pirates where they would bring you know lots of uh, slaves or whatever back and with and and, the, and that was also very much of, of the the Vikings. They would bring lots of slaves back and do whatever they did. You know, right. The other kind of booty. Yes. Yeah. Right. right. So I'm saying, but but that booty doesn't come back to the guy at the home base, you know, unless you freeze them. And and of course, now we're talking a whole different kind of. Oh, love. that's not right. <laughs> yeah, the guy's like, the last time you guys went, you all came back with the clap. <laughs> it was cured. You know, it was cured. When we went to the portal, but yeah, you still right, had right. the effects. <laughs> you know, the the symptoms still stay for a while before they heal. Right. But it's like, I know how you got that. I know how you got it. <laughs> I'm going on the next mission. I don't care what you say. Right. So it's kind of a reverse B.A. Barabbas. Right. Yeah. 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 And they have to keep drugging him to keep him behind. Like, no, you need to stay here. Oh, hell I am. <laughs> <laughs> they drug him and, and then, then lock the portal. You know, hopefully right. he doesn't have a higher key. You know, but being the mechanic and engineer, you never know about that. <laughs> right. He shows up at the world you're on. He's like, yeah, very funny. Very funny. <laughs> and if that happened i would definitely wait till they did all the pacification it's like hey you left me behind you know don't be complaining to me about not having your back you know when i got here i showed up you know when when it was all over and done with and now i get my pick finally i get right. my pick <laughs> yeah yep. uh and that would actually be true for for good pirates or bet or regular pirates i mean yeah the the well, just because you're good doesn't mean necessarily that you hold the same morality as other people. I mean, there, I, you can make a big argument that the people over at uh, the, um, uh, well, the, the Romana, you know, Versalis, I mean, most of those people probably think of themselves as, as very moral good people, even though that they, you know, put their babies, you know, put their female babies out on the doorstep because they wanted boys or whether they have, they, they have, you know, slaves and a lot of uh, um, in Asia Minor, uh, there were a lot of households that had a a female slave who was there to you know cook and clean and 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 take care of the uh, men folk when the wives weren't interested. Yeah, and they all thought to themselves as very up and up, you know, um, moral and responsible people. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, as Pierre pointed out when we did the our our, our show on the Mongols, a very good show. You should listen to it. Uh, the Mongols have a totally different point of view of what's good, and you know, a good Mongol is probably we would consider. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that's right. not that's not good. Well, Peter, a good what, what would be a good Mongol? If would you know be, Mongols, you understand what John's saying. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> That even includes modern-day Mongols, too. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. So, I mean, people who have a code, you know, who follow a code, you know, if, uh, if they change to a code that most people consider to be good, then by that, de- by the the definition of the people observing them, they're good, even though they themselves have really only substituted one, you know, paradigm for another. So it could be that they're, you know, they're really operating the same way as they did before. They just have a few strictures that have changed, and they ha- uh, they they have a few end goals. You know, the the way that they do it, the, the means have have changed, but not the motive or not the uh, the end result, perhaps. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. There are some things that you can you can call good behavior. I mean, there is always altruism of some sort. But the overall the so artifacts of the culture. I mean, if you look at any Mesoamerican culture before the Spanish showed up, ritual sacrifice was was routine uh, amongst the Mayan body. You know, uh, you know uh, what we would call uh, cutting and so forth. You know, blood sacrifice, your own blood, was common. <laughs> you know, you you would sacrifice your own blood for things. So, and they were all considered good people by their own culture. I have another possibility for good pirates. Mm-hmm. Reverse mind transfer. Oh. Mm. The pirates' bodies have been taken over by good people, you know, people from a village. So they 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 found a new uh, you know, uh key power or something like that and so their minds go through the portal and the pirate bodies come out the other side and now they got completely different minds in them people you know people who want to do good with these these vehicles of destruction and so now they're they're you know they're going around you know looking like pirates but in fact is they're you know as we kept talking about it they're basically an adventuring group you know they've totally changed their their point of view because the people that are in those bodies are no longer the original pirates. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, and, and, and if, if pirates had just come to your, your world and laid waste to like a bunch of things, these could literally be, you know, people who were sent out to infiltrate the pirates or find out who sent them and, 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 and bring justice back to them. So, they could very well have a very code of. Uh, I mean, if if you could, if you wanted to model it after the um, Knights of the Round Table, there could be a bunch of, of very chivalrous people who are now you know in the bodies of these pirates and uh, doing their best to uh, strike to fi- find and strike to the heart of this organization. You know, for for the good and goodness and justice everywhere. Yeah. Though I, I just keep having that Farscape moment in my head when uh, Crichton was in, yeah. Anyway, uh, the, the mind swap episode. Okay, so uh, we got we got any more guys? Well, I just I wanted mm. to bring up the one thing Rich had mentioned about um, about a mafia like organization uh, where, yeah. where you've got you've got a, a group of these French pirates and they're actually protecting different areas, but you know. An army can't just run on, you know, on air alone. They need support. So, you know, they go into the world and they say, look, you know, um, we're protecting the portal on your side, you know, from anything that bad might happen to you. Uh, but we do need food and guns and, you know, ammo and stuff. So, you know, if you don't want anything bad happening to your world, you might want to supply us with these things because, you know, I mean, we're here protecting it and all. You know, and they're running a little bit of an extortion racket, but they're, they're ultimately they're good. In other words, 
as long as that world gives them what they need to keep moving, um, you know, they, they protect that world. You know, nothing happens to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so. it, I mean, it's sort of like I considered that. You know, I, I actually could see a Tazeel pirate group. Basically, they're they're priests. They're doing they're doing their god's work, going out there and raiding things. You know. I mean, yeah, we we pretty much established that the, the zeal religious case is all fringeworthy because that's your prerequisite being for, uh, being in the priest in the priesthood. You gotta be able to meet the crystal glow. You can't make it glow. You're not gonna be a priest. And they may be out doing you know their their the good work under to zeal. So therefore, their put definition of what's good is not the same as anyone else's is. At that point, I mean, it's, I, it's still like we, 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 we sort of painted them like, like uh, scaly Klingons, too, I think, when we did them. Yeah, something like that. But, but again, we, we, we don't want to get too far afield on this good is relative thing, okay? Because, you know, when we talk about good, we, we as players pretty much understand these concepts, okay? You know, you we're trying to encourage the public weal. We're trying to, you know, uh, uh, stamp out injustice. Uh, we're trying to show mercy where, where, where appropriate and possible, you know, we're you know, we, we we may demand stuff from people in order to keep doing our good work, but we don't take more than we need and we don't take more than they can give. Right. Yeah. I think most people would understand that as being good. Okay. I mean there's a lot of gray in that in that to still do pretty much you know, to to do some stuff. And as we said, you could be in specific areas. You know, a code doesn't cover everything. You know, it doesn't uh, cover the laws of inheritance, perhaps, you know. He says, oh, so-and-so died. Okay, well, then everything, you know, and they go, you go over there and start taking stuff out of their house. Well, he's dead. Yeah. Well, that belongs to his children. They didn't earn it. Yeah. No, no. Consider this a capital gains tax. Yeah. <laughs> well, women, you know, it's like, uh, you know, uh, uh I mean, uh, or men, you know, if, if you, if you found somebody who was fringe worthy, you know, then, you know, you might feel that, uh, uh, that, that it would be a sin to let them just live their lives on this world when there was a much bigger world out there and you might force them to come into your, into your group, you know, the, the, because you know that once they, they get off the farm and they see Gabe Paris, they're never going to go back. No, no. So you you might see yourself as a you know uh, a reluct uh, a mentor of reluctant um, uh, soon to be heroes you know in a uh, kind of a Charles Xavier kind of well, actually probably closer to Cable if you want to use the comic reference right yeah he was he was a little tougher you know a little, a little more more like tough love with him than with Charles Xavier. <laughs> Yeah, more egalitarian. Basically, every everyone's welcome, you know. And uh, but also, I, I view some of these folks may start being good because initially, what they were doing was you know going out and raiding for their for their country or nation, whatever. Once here, I thought I thought before we came, came before we started this was, uh, you know, some some guy find you know finds a portal, realizes he's fringe worthy, um. And I always keep wondering, is the Schmert thing happening for every first-time user, or is it just special worlds that happens for first-time users? You know what I'm saying? First right. person through in a thousand years, the Schmert go, hi, here's a key. Go have fun. <laughs> it's a good question. I, I always figured that Earth was special because he was friends with Captain Oates. 
Yeah. So I, because there's an awful lot of worlds out there that you don't you don't see anybody showing up, you know, when when you go through them. You know, you know, another thing it it might be is is you might have a world where you have a a group of people who who become fringe worthy or who were were fringe worthy for whatever reason they're a group. I won't go into the details on that, but um, their world is dying or something. You know, something horrible is happening on their world, and they they need mm-hmm. he, they need to help their world, and they're not finding help from people, so they start taking help. Um, now, are they bad that guys? And, huh. Oh, like medicine, food. Actually, I was talking yeah. about chicken stealing, but they're not stealing dead chickens. They're stealing live chickens because you, you can eat chicken once, but right. a live chicken can make more chickens. Right. Well, <laughs> I mean that's the point. So they're, they're stealing stuff, but they're not, they're not really bad guys. I mean they're bad guys because they're stealing from, say, you, but they're also good guys because they're heroes to the people of the world that they're saving. So that's where you could you could say that well no they're not bad guys like let's say they don't kill people they or they try their dangest to not kill people uh, yeah. to, to take the stuff that they need to take to help their world you know but they're like you know their their bottom line is well if it's between our people and your people you know and if you think about it that's that makes them no ba- no no more evil or bad than a soldier of a country you know that's true and. Uh- and at least, and hopefully, you don't have. Uh, this is a mindset I think some people might get: is that well, you're not real. Only people from my world are real. You're just some specter figment of imagination or something like Ooh, that. Oh, now, now you're talking about <laughs> now. Okay, so now you're you're talking about a different mindset altogether, where it's just like, well, my world, the real world, and everyone else is an alternate. So you're not really people. Right. That's kind of the getting the religion. <laughs> yeah, that that, that, yeah. that kind of dips into that. Sure. <laughs> You can do whatever you want to to people, and then and then all of a sudden you get this you get this moment of of clarification. You realize that they are people, and you can't do that anymore. Right? You know, and yeah. and Bruce, you were talking about religion, but it doesn't even you know we we could we could like keep it straight up fringe worthy. Maybe they don't they don't get religion. Maybe they run into a Tremellern and he has a discussion with them and explains to them, you know, what the fringe paths are about and what it, what they're doing and why it's wrong, and they go, you know. And I mean, you can even portray it to the characters like, "Look, Tamalin are so far advanced and beyond anything." I, you know, the, this guy explains it to you in a way that you get it, <laughs> you know, because he's oh. going to be more elegant than me. Now, remember, the Tamalin has given Tamalin can take it away, and the Tamalin can say, "So you're fringeworthy. That's nice. <laughs> you're not fringeworthy anymore. Thank you." Or yeah, or, <laughs> that, or, or they or. Or they run into a Tremellon and he's talking to them and he hands them memory crystals and they actually get Ooh. to feel the pain and get inside the head of like people that have been treated horrible. Much like the like like uh puts me in mind of Clockwork Orange, you know, what happens mm-hmm. to the main character Alex, where he actually they, they force him to like get inside the head of the victim and they're just like, Oh man, I can't do this anymore. I know what it's like to be a victim now because this memory was embedded into a memory crystal from somebody who was victimized. And now I can't do that anymore. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's various ways of, of, of taming the pirates, you know, um, another way is that, you know, Hey, they find more fringe where they never start realizing, well, these folks are fringe where they can come back here. Does that make them real people now? Or were they real people when we found them and they get into that esoteric, I don't know, my brain hurts situation, you know, when they start having to think about, okay, maybe they are real people. <laughs> right. And 
and the new recruits. And maybe we'll make friends and we'll go together raid more worlds, which is probably how some of these bands got started. You know, they, you know, they're hitting the local alts that they're open and then they try to take on the, I say they, they were offering out alts. I figured this is happening off of alts sometimes. Prime's not as often because for some reason they love putting the prime portals in godforsaken places that you can't get to unless you, you know, really work at it. <laughs> you know, but anyway, um, they decided to take on the, the prime and they find that, you know, one of these godforsaken places and they, 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 the nearest civilization is 3, 300 miles that way. What are we going to do? Well, let's set up shop here and we'll eventually get there and get them or whatever. Or, or maybe they encounter, um, or like I said, they just go on to other, other, um, they, they go the 50 miles down the pathway and hit the next, next node and see what they can get there. You know, yeah. All right. and bring it back. It's also possible uh, about the mind transfer, the complete opposite of that. They're all amnesiatic. They're all fringe pirates. They've, they've had this past, but they can't remember it. But here they are with fringe vehicles. And they're trying to figure out who they are and what they're going to do. And, and maybe, one, you know, and they may, you know, they go through some worlds. They try talking to people. They form relationships with the locals. And then someone goes and says, oh, you're these people that do these terrible things. And they're like, no, I, I'm, we're not those people. We don't want to be those people. And then they have to basically... You know, form a, but it would be stupid for us to stay on this world the rest of our lives when there is all that, that out there, you know, and, and so maybe, and maybe they do need to go out and explore now, uh, as, you know, uh, in their pirate vehicles to find out what's around for the very reasons that you mentioned that maybe there's bad people out there that might come rotting to the world that they've now adopted. So you're going to have these, uh, conscientious pirates, you know, who, you know, look like pirates, but they actually act more like, you know, privateers. Right. Yeah. They act as a paramilitary group for the security of their world. Yeah. I actually see that being some, some strange variant of the memory storm. Right. Where instead of, you know, giving you memories, it takes memories. They got to come from somewhere. Or you get hit with those lightning storms and it basically fries your mind like a, <laughs> like an electroshock treatment, man. I can see it now. But lobotomies don't end up with people who are very good at doing things afterwards. But, uh. <laughs> I can see it now. Uh, okay, so uh, we're pirates and... <laughs> A whole crew of Bobca- Bobcat Goldweight. I was thinking Jim uh, from Taxi. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Reverend Jim. Yeah. Same difference. Yeah, same yeah. difference. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, man, path, really nasty stuff, man. <laughs> it's back to back to God, uh, 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 Bobcat, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just it's just as long as they all turn it all turn into Sam Kennison. Oh God, that's just too much shouting, right? Uh, yeah, that's true. You just need one, and one's enough. One's enough. One does the job. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Anything else, guys? Nope. I think nope. I'm done. I, I, we're gonna put up the port and uh, weigh the anchor and sail off to the to the sunny shoals of Tahiti. I guess. <sighs> well, just remember, you know, when you are a pirate, it doesn't mean you have to be a pirate all the time. 
uh, it doesn't mean that uh, you know you you can't you can't be uh, have friends anywhere, and it doesn't mean that you uh, uh, don't have any kind of a code. Okay, it's uh, it, it's uh, a lifestyle. It's a point of view, uh, certainly about uh, other people's belongings, and uh, it's uh, it's something that you have to figure out a way of living with. So, uh, and, uh, and, and maybe the way of living with it is to stop living that lifestyle and, and change it to be one of, uh, more of a nightly kind. We talked about the, like the nights of the, of uh, the round table, you know, it's, they could have a change of heart. So, uh, uh, we appreciate, uh, you listening to this podcast and we hope that, uh, if you decide to be a bunch of player characters of reform pirates, that you let us know how it went and some of your experiences, because we'd like to, we'd sure like to compare that to the more traditional IDET group. Hey, and Bruce, real quick. So we talk, we have our own private group that we talk about our shows beforehand so we can be prepped for them. But, hey, go on one of our Facebook pages and bring up a subject, something you want us to talk about, you know, and then we'll, we'll engage with you on that page. And yep. uh, if, if it's, if it's, you know something interesting. We'll definitely uh, we're happy to do a show on it. So, if you have been playing TriTech games and you've, you know, you've done something that was interesting, or you thought about doing something that was interesting, and you you like us to put our collective brains together and put some some time and thought into it and do a show on it, uh, uh, bring it up, and we'd be happy to do that. I mean, we we're very happy to engage with our fans. That's right. And or if you play any other interdimensional game, because we're you know you, if you look at our podcast, we're the only ones who really go into it. There's a lot of possibilities with interdimensional games, and there's not a whole lot of podcasts out there that deal with it. So we're your primary resource. So you know keep keep a, us your friends and keep us close. And we'll have more for you next week. But until then, this is Bruce Sheffer saying. There are a million, million worlds out there, so go explore them. This is John Ryer saying keep your powder dry and keep those cards and letters coming in. This is Blix. Don't hate the game, hate the players. This is Richard Tahoka. Wait till you see what's coming next. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Yo, brothers. This was the Tri-Tech Games Podcast. You know the drill. It's protected under the Creative Commons License 3.0. No commercial reproduction, no derivatives, and sucker, you best attribute this to the folks at TriTech Games. And if you don't, we'll be after your sorry butts, because we're some bad mothers. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org, colon 8027.